You're listening to State of the Grind. Welcome back, everybody. This is David, and with me, as always, is Kyle Anderson, and you're listening to State of the Grind. Uh, our very special guest and my dear friend, uh, Valerie Torelli from Torelli Realty in Costa Mesa is joining us today, and we're actually recording this podcast from Valerie, recording it from your office, and we are sitting in the vault, a bank vault, which uh, doubles as your conference room. It's not a metaphor; it's real. It's not like I'm looking at the steel door. You can't you can't get into us, but uh, if you haven't had a chance to swing by and check out uh, the uniqueness of, of Valerie and Torelli Realty, we encourage you to do that. But uh, Valerie, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thank you. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we sell title insurance. You sell real estate. You've been uh, in the business since 1983. 83. When I started, that was the first time I ever started doing the data research. We didn't call it data research back then, but, and then started full on door knocking in With 1984. fax machines and pagers and the Zach Morris cell phone. <laughs> There wasn't even a there fax machine when, when we started, honest. Um, you know, so so Valerie's been in the business a long time, uh, completely dominates uh, the Costa Mesa real estate market here. And, you know, there's a lot of things that we could talk about with you, <laughs> um, whether it's the 50 tons of snow that you bring in for Snow Hill in December right. or the pumpkin that's coming up. How many pumpkins did you give away last year? Um, almost a thousand. Okay. So a thousand pumpkins. We got the Easter egg hunt, which is my personal favorite because the right. kids just like attack each it's other. It's like a madhouse um, in there. It's amazing yeah. to watch. Thank you. But yeah. Valerie will just have to be a recurring guest because we have so many topics. But um, I think today we really wanted to cover um, a little, something a little bit deeper. Yeah. And deeper than door knocking, you know, deeper than farming. And that's going to be the soul of real estate. Yeah, that's the term that I use, and I think you guys liked it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it. it that's going to be the name of our episode. It's going to be the wow, soul of real estate. Soul of real estate. That's so not S O L E. It's S O U L. Well, maybe it should be S O L E because you got to get out there and hustle. Yeah, you you got to do But we're talking about soul. S O S O U L. So what is what do you mean by that? Okay, so I always look at it when I first started, and and anybody that's out there that's in anything that provides housing, whether it's a mortgage or whether it's somebody doing an inspection for a house or the the people that supply the title. Um, And then, you know, all the people that get a home ready for sale, the homeowners and the buyers. So, you know, I'm not highly educated, so I'm not dropping anything here. It's it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And it, it clearly makes sense and it's logical that when you have a triangle and at the very top of that triangle is what you need most. You need air. Maybe you could last 90 seconds without it, maybe three minutes. Yeah. The next is water. You should go down that triangle. Isn't it right three, underneath three, that. three, and three. It's all three, like three minutes. Uh, it's about, yeah. It's three. And three days without water. Three dollars without water. And then maybe 30 days without food. So it's, you know, air, water, food. And believe me, those last 15 days, you know, there's going to be some serious unhappy people with not eating. But and then right underneath that, right underneath those three basic survivals are is shelter. And every day I wake up and I say that what I do is noble. What we do is noble because we supply shelter. That's what we do. And that motivates you and should motivate you like crazy. So when you talk about, you know, so you know, air, water, food, shelter, Right. just so people know what comes after that. After shelter, 
it would then go into, well, then there's the basics. And now, now you're moved out of survival into thriving and thriving would be, would be, what does it take to, to go further? That would be, you know, community, uh, relationships, things like that. that Passes that, to Disneyland. Things. Oh, That's at the, the bottom of a, the a, a good glass of wine, right? Right. Good friends. Ooh, I might replace yeah. that with yeah. air and water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there are those, all of those things. And, and, you know, as you travel around the world, around the country, and I've been blessed when you think that I've been in at least 10,000 homes, at least. I, I really think about how many thousands of homes that I've been into. And the people invite you into that sacred space where, you know, they, that's respite to them. That's where they go home to relax. That's where they go home to, to get healthy. That's where they go home to, 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 to make love. I mean, to, to eat, to do all of those things. And that we're an integral part of that community and making that happen. That's crazy. I, what an honor, right? See, we always say that, you know, we can lose sight of what it is that we actually do in real estate. Mm -hmm. And it's that, it's that home and that safe space. Right. And what you're doing is you're facilitating that safe space for somebody. Correct. So it's I can tell you, and, and you know, people don't really think about that. So the question that, that we always ask people is what was the street address that you grew up on? And I don't think we've asked a single person and they can't. Right. And they can, right. They don't forget it. One, five, five, one, one old stone trail. A hundred percent. It's again, and somebody facilitated that. Yes. And, 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 and again, what we do in anything with the home is noble. And if you wake up every morning saying what I do is noble, you know, I freaking deserve to be here and make this happen. Then you design a lifestyle and a way of working around what you do. But the hire is, you know, I, I, I the why, which I think Malcolm Glad, uh, Malcolm, not Malcolm Gladwell, um, Anyway, I forgot who did the why of, of, of things. And I've always thought that way. It's like, why am I doing something? Why is this important? And, and that's helped me to start like, with why. Start with why. Yeah, I know it's a There's famous always, yeah. uh, fam famous TED Talk, and I, for, I forgot who did it. Simon Sinek. Simon okay. Sinek did the why. So that, that's imperative, and I've always thought that way. And it, it's been, you know, real estate is really, really simple. It's not easy, but it's real simple. You know, you put your soul on the ground, S-O-L-E, you put your soul in your heart mm. and, and you do what you've got to do over and over again. You know, you don't take things personally. Um, part of, you know, I'm not trying to hustle people on this podcast, but I think mm -hmm. what makes us unique is, you know, I ask everybody to read the four agreements before they come work with us. And I've lost some people on that. You know, they don't, you know, they don't, doesn't vibe with them. If it doesn't vibe with them, then, then. You know, I want everybody to, to be a cohesive group here and, you know, all perform and, you know, feeling happy about what their performances are. So that's that's he heavy stuff for me. And it's imperative for me. So every morning, you know, I I do things that are a little bit you know different. I prepare myself for success by, you know, exercising, uh, doing something, you know, that it strengthens my body to then strengthen my mind. And then, you know, you put yourself in a in a place of success and then meditate on a little bit what you think you're doing. And that's the, until this is what people think I am because everybody says I'm a hard A, you know, and I'm a boss bitch. And, and, and there's that that you need to come in and be able to um, negotiate, understand things and get people moving in the right direction. But there's also that very much soulful side of the business that I think about before I go out and 
you know, and kick butt. <laughs> what are some specific things that you do, if you don't mind sharing, that no, to put yourself all. in that soulful place? Um, first of all, get out of my head, you know, stop telling myself the stories about, you know, how I'm not good enough, not pretty enough, not thin enough, not worthy enough. I mean, it, seriously, my thoughts immediately go to negativity. I mean, you after know, all these years and after I, all the success, you I, still go to that place. hundred percent. Here's also what I've met out of all the professions I've met. It is my opinion that people in real estate are probably the most fearful. Hmm. Um, there's so much fear, you know, and it's like looking over your shoulder all the times, you know, people ask, well, why you're successful? Well, I don't look, I, I look over, I tell myself horrible stories, but I'm not looking over my shoulder too much, seeing what the competition is doing. I'm looking straight ahead. It's like yeah. that picture of Michael Phelps and the other guy looking at Michael Phelps mm -hmm. from the last Olympics. Yeah. He's looking at the finish line. The guy that lost is looking. Uh, my, absolutely. So here, you know, I'm like major into sports and, and my sports equestrian, I'm an equestrian. And one of the first things ever, and I, I hope this analogy really can help people in, in when you're riding a horse, you're, you're looking forward. And in most sports, you're looking forward, maybe a little peripheral to your left and your right to see kind of what's coming at you from each side. But I can't think of any sport where you're looking behind you, where you're turning your head and you're looking behind. In my sport, like horse racing, for instance, the only time that you're looking behind is when you're crossing the finish line and you're looking at that poor second place loser behind you, and you just want to see how much that you've won by. Seriously, the jockey goes underneath his arm. And he, when you think about it, he's just barely looking under his arm to see who came in second place. That's the difference between a winner and a I'm not looking behind. I'm looking forward a little bit to the left and the right. I'm looking behind to figure out what I could have done better, but not in the sense of, total fear-based about somebody coming up on me. Someone's coming up on me, I'm going to run faster. If somebody's coming up behind me, I'm going to work harder. I'm going to work smarter. I'm going to do all of that. But I don't sit and worry about and talk about for odd nauseum about Zillow. You know, I, I don't, I read all that because I want to be aware of the right, trends, have to. have to be aware yep. of the trends, but I'm not going to be in fear-based. I'm in fear-based about not having enough because that's the way, you know, that that's what my default is. I'm worried that I don't ever have enough, that I'm not strong enough, that I'm not good enough, of course, but it's a different kind of a fear. It's more internal and it drives me forward to be successful, but I'm not looking at my competition that way. So for people that might be afraid to pick up the phone and make that phone call, that might be afraid to Jesus, knock on that first door, are you whatever kidding it might be, me? How, is, how do you put yourself you in a position me? to act in spite of fear? Oh my God. Can you, I mean, can you think back to being a, the, your, the first house you door knocked? Like how do, how do, what are some tips that you can give people to act in spite of fear? Uh, oh, wow. And why are people you think in real estate the most fearful? Okay. Those are two fear to act is different than some of us that I believe that are at the top that we're the most fearful about not being enough. That right. We push through that. Right. So it, it's an insecurity that can work. I believe, and I'm not, a, believe me, everybody, I am not qualified to talk about this, but I'm passionate and mm. what, in what I in, empirical data that doesn't make it true. It's just through my lens. So dealing with, I don't when, okay. So by without taking action, you've already failed. And, and that's why if you, if you just put that one foot forward in front of the other. And I don't want to be somebody's inspiration for this kind of, gee, if you just do this, you know, I don't want to be the self-help talk thing today. It's you've already failed if you do nothing. I mean, that's it. You're at zero. 
So why wouldn't you at least try to want to do something? If you don't, if you don't do something, you're at negative. Now you're beating yourself up that I can't even go forward. Pressfield in the, in the war of art talks about it all the time as, as Mm -hmm. far as resistance is concerned. It's that resistance. If you just go out and hear no, if you say something stupid, like you wouldn't want to list with me with you because I'm just starting in real estate. Can you imagine somebody saying that? But if they said it 150 times, somebody's going to go, you poor sap. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm going to give you a break. Jesus, if you're starting up, somebody might give you that break. David, when you and I met, right? When you and I met, you were like scared to death because somehow or another you go, oh, gee, I'm meeting Valerie Trelli, please. You know, now you know it's like, okay, I'm like, Valerie Trelli, who the hell is she? Is it something <laughs> I've invented to go out and, and get over my fears? It, it So it's the first step that you started talking, that you took that initiative. If you hadn't said anything, you were already at failure. What's the worst that can, can happen? Mm-hmm. The more you get out there and you do things, the more you connect with people. And those, like I'm talking a lot now. When I'm Valerie Torelli, <laughs> sorry, I'm talking about her like a third person, but truly that's <laughs> yeah. how I feel about she her. She is also your in character. this room. Like yeah. it's, it's, I'm talking about her like she's in a third person because it's something I've learned to do. And I've learned to do it by talking to thousands of people. But mostly I'm not talking, guys. I'm listening. Yeah. And that's the key. If I have to say it's one thing, it's to listen. Those scripts, I'm, I'm, I'm on this, I'm going to tell you, guys, I love your coaches. Tear up the scripts. Nothing stinks like commission breath worse than having a script. You do want to sell your home, don't you? Well, I think that da, 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 da. Mm. No, you don't know until you, you, how can you come up with a script until you've dialed into that person? And that takes vulnerability and that takes being unafraid. But knowing that most people, right, are scared, they're scared. We're all, we all don't have, I mean, most people truly believe they don't have enough and act, I think, out of, out of that. Scarcity versus of Scarcity, yeah, 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 yeah. So if yeah. you need to learn how to ask these questions, you know, I'll jump in here. The, the, one of the best books I've read, and I, you know, I probably polish off a book every two weeks. Is, Me too. Is Question Your Way to Sales Success. I love that. If you are, I, I mean, I even joke with my wife, like I, I question my sale, way to sales success with in my own personal relationships, but also business. And like, yeah. it, it is, if, if you are in sales or it, really, if you're in anything, um, that would be kind of the, right. the, at least the starting point to learn how to do that. Absolutely. As, as ask questions and what questions to ask. Well, you know, first of all, let's start with intention. So mm-hmm. my intention when I, you know, it's not, gee, the house should be listed for this. I'm getting ready for a listing appointment. I have preconceived ideas of the valuation, having, you know, been in close to 90% of all homes in my area, right? right? Okay, so I have preconceived ideas, but I don't go in. I mean, sometimes I walk in, I go, my God, this house is worth 50K more. I'm just making up stuff now, 50K more because it's got such good energy. Or you walk in and it smells like, oh, decat. And it's like, <laughs> oh, you know, how's, how are you going to overcome that one? But my my intention is to serve. My intention is to serve. And how do I serve? I serve by listening and checking my ego at the door. You know, truly. So you serve individuals, but you're also super involved in the city of Costa Mesa. I oh, mean, we, yeah. we talked a little bit yeah. about some of the stuff, you know, at, at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, um, you know, my wife used to work for the city of Costa Mesa and she... She heard of us? Vol- no, she had to volunteer. She- 
volunteered at the snow hill oh, stuff. Oh yeah, that's when a she tradition. was managing the pool. So yeah. how long have you been like? T- so sure. You have, you have the individual service to your clients, but then you have the, the bigger, service sure. to the community, the micro and the macro. Yeah, the, and that's huge. So we have something created called the four C's, which was stolen from right. <laughs> the four agreements. And the first one is commitment. So let me answer this a little bit longer, but giving some context to commitment. That's the first C commitment says, I know my inventory. I understand, you know, some legal parts of the contract. I'm not holding myself out there. I I understand enough in tax to be able to help. I've done some research and learned. Okay. And that I've gleaned over the years, but that being said, the commitment to knowing inventory, let's start with it. The second thing is, is, um, connection. You have to connect. That's the second C, which is, again, throwing away the scripts, connecting with the person, dialing in, asking questions, caring about the other person. The third C is um, compassion. And compassion would dictate after I connect with somebody, I really listened and heard what they wanted. Hey, let's do real estate. I don't want to sign. I really don't. I don't, I'm feeling very uncomfortable with my neighbors, this and that. Well, you know, not having a sign could possibly hurt you. I don't want it in MLS, whatever it is. Right. You know, I need, I need you to do something, this, this, and this. It's the compassion that can, that, that under makes you understand and connect with that person even deeper and builds a great relationship. The fourth one is community. If I have done one, two, and three, well, I've done well by my community, my community, meaning the human race, the bigger community. And I've done great by the community because I've helped another person get into that community. And then community also did. We give back about 5% of everything we make back into the community. So we totaled it up. And over the 30, we've given back about a half a million dollars back to the community in forms of things that people don't even know. We're paying for the coding program in one of the local schools. Coding is um, back in, I don't even know, it's the X's and the O's of computers. So computer zeros and ones, the matrix. The zeros and ones, I'm paying for Adams Elementary School. We don't make a big deal out of it. We just did it. We're one of only two schools in the Newport Mesa district that's doing it. So I'm funding it for 2018. So you're paying paying to bring the teachers in to teach them how to code. Wow. To give them an up. I, ideally, what we want to do is to bring it to every one of the schools in Costa Mesa. Amazing. Yeah, we'd like to do that. If the PTAs can go $2,500, we are trying to be in the position that we can donate $2,500 back. So we're putting that out there, too. And um, Costa Mesa United. Um, my, uh, I'm not doing too much off there because what I've done now is we've, uh, we're building a house in, in Guatemala. So we've given $3,000 and raising another $3,000. So globally and economically. So we, we really believe in doing that. So that's important, really, really important. And I'm, I'm honored to be in a position that, that people come to me quite a bit and ask for, you know, donations to the various schools. That's mostly where our heart is. So do you feel that it's important for people to have some type of charitable aspect to what they're up to? Um, I can't speak to that because everyone's, everyone's different. You know, some people tithe to their churches and, or they do it by kindness. I mean, you know, kindness looks really good on people. So is that a charitable act? So I don't want to tie money to this. I, I, I really think that's something that comes from each and individual person's heart. Um, I'm going to be totally candid here. When I first did my first event, that wasn't for charity. That wasn't right. for anything other than I need. I wanted the business, and I knew that you know if you 
a business is an accounting term is called an ongoing concern. Mm -hmm. And what that simply means is if I bring in a $5,000 check, okay, I got to put away so much for the government, right? $1,000 is going away for pay those taxes. And another thousand to 2000 is going back into my business. That's part of it. And then the rest is what I live off. What do I live off of? So let's talk about that. Sure. Reinvestment in, in yourself and oh, your business. So, that's why I'm, that's part of the reason you know, I'm successful. Yes. So we, you know, we see folks that, you know, in, in ourselves personally, like we're all commission based. Titles all commi of us, you know, everyone. titles commission based. If the deal doesn't close, right. you know, don't want, well, I mean, I had to deal with it this morning. I mean, literally standing in your parking lot. I'm like, I need this. This is what we need to close. Right. Like don't don't shoot the messenger. Like I believe me, I want the deal to close as much right. as you do because we don't get paid unless the deal closes. Yeah. But but that reinvestment in yourself. Oh, it's it's it it was fundamental. So you know, my first commission check was probably about four thousand four thousand five hundred dollars, something like I don't even know. I mean, mm -hmm. the house was two hundred. In fact, it was Dick Breger's house was one of the first houses I ever. It is the first house I sold. Dick Breger was the owner of Cole Hahn when he had one. One, uh, one on shoes. Swear to God, another soul reference, folks. Yeah, another soul reference. Let's is see that how crazy? many more we can bring. Is that back. okay? We got to open with Aretha Franklin. <laughs> oh, oh it's absolutely. absolutely! Oh my God! Okay, okay so so that was one the, the first house I actually sold. He was right here in uh, Costa Mesa, Mesa Verde, and um, so I guess the commission check was four thousand, and I think I put back eight hundred dollars back immediately, or a thousand right back into the mid business, and I had nothing. So what are imperative? Things, what are some of the things that people can? I mean, you know, because let, let's say we have somebody that wants to reinvest in their business, right? What are, uh, okay. Like, what should folks? If you're, you know, let's let's do A, B, and C. Brand new, um, you know, been in the business or established. What are some of the things that people should be investing? Okay. First of all, you, you do want to put money away for, for the IRS uh, because you owe taxes. I just can't express that enough. And and the reason I say that is I can't begin to tell you how many agents, you know, come in and they're in debt to the IRS. And I, I just, it, it's, that's that's a no brainer. They're not, they're not going to let you out of that one necessarily. And it's compounding interest. So if you make it, let's be more to today's, you, you make a $20,000 commission. I, I would put $5,000 away into a savings account immediately. I would take, I would put $5,000 away into a savings account. It's not touchable. I mean, and if you owe less or less, you have a huge, huge, and or if you, you have my it. personal feeling is I'd rather them send me money back than owe money. Uh, oh my god! And you just put that into a whatever you do. I don't know. How, maybe we're, we're 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 different. We're corporations. I don't. You know. Again, I have an I have accountants. We're not to do my stuff. Yeah. I mean, I it's that's above my pay grade. But, but you do. And then I would invest. And it's not necessarily it's passive. This is the problem today is people are buying these kind of leads. That's great. Those are buyer leads for the most part. You want to control the inventory. You mm -hmm. want to get the listings. I don't right. know what else to say. So you go out and it doesn't cost you anything to work hard. And that's the problem. Most that. real estate agents do not work 40 hours. They would be fired if, if they have their, their boss is an idiot and their boss is them. <laughs> and, and that's the absolute truth because who 35 hours a week. I can tell by the statistics and these, I, these, I can, you know, I have those at my tip of my tongue. 1% of the real estate agents, we control 16% of all the business in Orange County mm -hmm. and the top 5%, we control 35%. The, 
the, the, it's insane that the top 10% is doing so much of the business and that bottom bottom 50% is fighting over just 10% of the business guys. But I'll, if you're listening yeah. to this and you don't feel like you're doing enough, all it means is you got to you, reinvest in yourself and work hard. I work hard. You can go. Eight everybody hours. Start somewhere. Everybody starts somewhere. Why you're and eight hours. I, I'm so happy that there's like the computer now and there's the internet and all this stuff because everybody's on the internet and they ain't out there working. They aren't out there talking to the people. They're hiding behind right. the computer and they think that looking, checking the inventory is working. I'm so excited that that happened because some old lady like me should be out of business if everybody else was working, but they're not. They're hiding behind a computer. There was this amazing stat just to kind of harp on the the, the stats of it. Uh, there's 1.3 million agents in NAR and only 43,000 agents did over 25 transactions. Yeah. I mean, that's like the smallest, smallest. But touching on yeah. putting in the work, would you entertain the thought of even hiring someone that's not willing to door knock? Well, it's as an assistant or something like that. Sure. Um, if, um, sure, there's other ways to do business. Just because I, there's I just, other ways to do business. If, if right. you had a lot of cash and things like that, to where you could buy that. I'm not saying mine is the only way. Right, right, right. Yeah, no. But this is starting a business. And yeah, I, think you're that, I think that's one of the things that that is so unique is, is the barriers to entry in real estate are, are uniquely low. 122 hours to unsupervised to get your real estate license. The person who cut your hair last week, 1,500 hours supervised. So the bar is so low. But in Orange County, 54% of the real estate agents didn't even do a transaction. And you can't tell me they're all part of a team. <laughs> there, I'm, I'm, and mostly right. 3,000 agents did uh, one one transaction. But, but don't you think that the approach Incredible. for a newer agent or even an existing agent needs to be, you know, we talk about investment, but it needs to be like you're starting a business. Yeah. And you're having, a, you know, like Boots business. On the yeah. So, so business, <laughs> businesses have brand openings, you know, like you're a business. And if yeah. you're going to, if you're not going to have the money, not only to sustain your lifestyle, but to invest in your business, because it does take time. You do have to yeah. get signs and business cards and leads and a website and all these things to be able to, you know, we, well, and how compassionate can you be in a, in a postcard if no one knows who you are? Yet? It's, it, it, it's really, I'm going to go, we're going full circle again, right. if I can, it's going back out there and making contact with people and realizing that we're all scared and you're scared to go knock on the door, but there is such power in going forward. There's such confidence building in taking that one step forward and this i can't do this because that's a mindset and we neuroplasticity we absolutely can change it they can see that now and they wire brains they can see that you can rewire your brain and the story you're telling yourself is just that it's a story right so when when i start my my training in my training programs which i did i start with uh, you know a very powerful um short movie i think i've shared it with you guys yeah. and it talks about changing your lens it's just changing the lens at which you look through and and starting to getting that positivity, not just blank, stupid, oh, I'm so positive type of thing, but realizing that going out there and facing the lines, you know, they're, you know, what kind of a shotgun are you bringing? You know what I mean? Or what kind of a, you know, what kind of a bigger line can you be? 
maybe that's a bad analogy, but you're, you're getting it. I mean, they're not even lines out there. Most of those, most people are sheep. They're as scared as you are. And how do you put on your line face? Not to eat them and to conquer them, but to be able to conquer yourself. Does that make sense? What I sent you a text message last night, Courtney and I've been watching, you know, where it's almost college football season. So like mm. there's nothing on TV. So we're watching last chance you on Netflix. And if you have, if you like sports at all, like, I'm just throwing this out there. Yeah. It's, it's about um, East Mississippi community college and these kids that have been kicked out of major division one programs. And this is their last chance to get a scholarship. Yeah. You said if, and, you, uh, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. well, that's the first C commitment. If you know the inventory, I can't, I can't, I can't even begin to tell you how many phone calls we get where somebody, I mean, they're arguing time? with you about where the property's located. I mean, they, they mm. haven't driven by why, if you're going out showing property with all due respect, this is somebody's home and shelter. Mm -hmm. You don't drive the freaking neighborhood so that you have some idea. You Google it all. No, sorry, empirical data. You want to be able to say, yes, it doesn't smell good over there because it's near the dump, right. you know, or, or it, it, the, the flow of the traffic here. I was, do you know how cool that would be as a confidence builder for you? And then with your client that you could say with authority, I was here and I studied it for a few days the traffic pattern. Well, and oh, if you can answer right. the question, oh. you're going to have confidence and you're not going to be as afraid. Commitment. Because like, I'm afraid. What if something like, go if out you know your stuff, then you just get to be yourself. And that's where the compassion comes in. Like if you go to yes. a butcher and they don't know their cuts of meats, right? why would you buy their product? Uh, I mean, or I, a I, car I remember. salesman. Remember your first yeah. car, your car sales? Well, yep. They can't even answer one thing. Why wouldn't you, if you're only selling BMWs, BMW, there's those guys know their stuff mostly, but well, if you went to a Ford dealership, for instance, great product, right? There's some great trucks. I'm a Chevy guy. So. Okay. But so <laughs> Chevy, yeah, but you understand. Yeah. Right. Why wouldn't yeah. you study your stuff, right. go over to the car, play with it mm. so that you have such confidence and then engage. So right. let's, let's talk about that. That's another also, C confidence, right? There you go. We want to get people to make sure that they're working, but also not spinning their wheels. So there's a difference between knowing their inventory and spending all day online messing with oh, stuff. I love them. So online. How, how I, love long, them on, I love them online. This is my competition. How much time do you spend a week knowing your market and knowing your inventory and knowing your neighborhood? Now? No. Well, I, ha I mean, I, mean, I haven't been in every house. In the I, I haven't but memorized. Like, yeah, I, I mean, but you said, but like, in my mind, know, I can like, go down the street. So, so it's different. But again, it's thirty years, so that's not fair. In the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning. okay. This on my mother's grave. This is the truth. I took nine days off the first year I was in business. I door knocked every single day. I took nine days off. Now. Would I have had experiences that had I taken 40 days off or that I would remember? No, I can't remember what I did yesterday, La, but I know that I worked nine. I, I know those nine days I took off because they were pretty special. The second year I took 14 days off. And I can tell you, I've never worked a day in my life since because during those times I gave it everything that I had. Unequivocally, I went into every house that was available. In fact, I went back, I mean, you guys have heard this story, but I guess the, maybe who's ever the five people that are listening to this, I went it back, for, <laughs> I went back uh, two years and did research on the houses that had sold in the area that I was doing. And that took me weeks and weeks and weeks to do today. It would take 10 minutes to pull them up, but I went and looked at the houses that sold 
so that I could talk about them. Does well, that make sense? It does, because I that's, learned, you know, yeah. what we try to do and with the technology that we're developing, because you don't have to throw in the title thing. I mean, yeah. you know, with our total farm, it's you insane. don't even have to do anything. We'll, we'll send you an email as to what sold, how much it sold Correct. for, who bought it. But the problem is, is then people don't do the research behind mm. it. So any, the consumer is going to have as much data as you have today. You need to be able to say why, i.e. one of the things that it's just shocking to me. And I'm going to I'll go on public. Don't come talk to me about cost per square foot <laughs> in real estate. Don't tell me the house down the street. So and it might cost per square foot. Dude, the house down the street was a tri-level. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was not in as good a location. It didn't face, it was dark inside. It smelled like, oh, you know, oh, de cat and worse. <laughs> I like that. It was missing. It's the balcony was sawed off the bottom. So there was no balcony. When you opened up the back door slider off the, off the top that you, you couldn't, we had to have it sealed off. So you don't know the condition of the property, the floor plan, how it stood, how it was taken care of. And versus maybe let's say a one story that was, not even that well taken care of, but the one story is less square footage, but it was more desirable. Yeah. So the cost per square foot is great when we're talking about commercial property or one of my tenants leasing, you know, a commercial building, but it has nothing to do. It has very little to well, do with that. Orange County, I mean, like I've, you know, I've been involved in real estate. This is my third state that I've been involved in real estate. In, right. And I've never seen, I mean, the micro markets that exist here. It's not even yes. a city. It's not even a zip code. It's neighborhood to neighborhood to neighborhood. Right, right. Um, it, it truly is. So geo-specific is what we, what I did, and what, but it isn't the only way for success. There's many, many ways for success, but being stupid is not one of them. Being ignorant is not one of them and being arrogant is not one of them. So some of the people you're meeting, just total arrogance about, you know, a house that they've never been in and they're right. sitting there arguing with you because they looked at some pictures. I don't know what to say. You know, it's, it's having, it's being out there and doing the work. So the commitment to it is still understanding the inventory, doing all of that. So today, most of mine is connect. My work is mostly the connection. Right. So, so, but again, it's real easy to get lost in the commitment, but of the inventory because, but going out and facing the public is what one needs to do, you know? So it, it's 2018, almost 2019. It's yeah. like right around the corner. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Um, if you were to get started in real estate today, because mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot of distractors out there, oh, there that is. people have to filter in and out I feel to bad see for what them. works for them yeah. and not, yeah. would you have done it the same way? Exactly. Exactly the same. 190%. In fact, in fact, my number, you know, the number, yeah, that's exactly what Kip Hancock is doing. That's exactly right. what he's doing. That's exactly what Alan Malkin is doing. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure there's other ways, but the geo-specific, here's where I am and become ingrained into the neighborhood where people go to you. Mm -hmm. And you be and it takes a while, guys. Sorry, it takes two years. You know? They lean on those people because they are the neighborhood experts. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't they sell their home with them? Yeah. I mean, you have friends, you get taken out. You know, I mean things can happen, but and then again, learning your learning your craft, but Again, when we're talking about fear and and you got to get out from underneath the computer, you got to stop reading the periodicals because that's easy to do. Do the part that is that that's the simple part. Do the part that's not easy. Right. It's do real. The do the part that's not easy. Challenge. You challenge. Stuff on that yourself. Nobody else wants to do. Yeah. Know. Successful. I don't know. I didn't say this. Somebody said successful people do what unsuccessful people don't want to do, and they do it over and over and over again. You know. I mean. 
it, it, yes, there is nothing I would change except for I would have the data a lot easier. When I knew where I wanted to be, it, it took me two weeks looking at a microfish to turn see where the turnover was, mm-hmm. you know, and I did that through this whole area of Orange County with on a, and wrote down all the APN numbers. You can get that data with a push of a button now. Yeah, you can do it, it with a push of a button. And if you don't know what microfish is, you can Google it. Did you pick, Isn't that crazy? Did you pick the area because it had a lower tur- turnover and you thought that there was potential potential or there's ways to look at that now today, which I would, would never have been able to have that kind of data. Right. All the only data I had was the amount of homes that had sold. I picked an area that had a high turnover and then I needed to drive the area to see that it was homogeneous right. and see that there was an area where I could make an impact, you know, that kind of thing. Absolutely. So that was really, really, really important. Um, where I could come in and, and learn the inventory fairly easily because I, I had maybe I forget two or three thousand dollars saved up. That's all I had, you know, back then. So I, I had to work. I had to do well. But like I think in I don't know my first year, I think I sold twenty two or twenty seven homes, and then the second year and by the third year I was you know the number one agent in the city and have been I statistically is what they show me every you know from all the data. You know, I sell more in Costa Mesa than anybody else, and we're not a team. If I took, you know, my team underneath me um, in nine two six two six, yeah, we're still statistically number one over every other office. Well, and I think just to touch on knowledge for those of you that don't know, uh, Valerie knows like a specific address, and <laughs> she can tell you the last four five <laughs> owners of that house, like. And, 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 and I think it's super I mean, important. So right, and I think it's super important that like that's not an understatement. Like, the 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 knowledge and compassion is one hundred percent there. But what I want to do is kind of switch it real quick. Oh, please mind. do no. Um, yeah. Back to the soul. Um, oh, yeah. You you create a very um, cool atmosphere in all of your open houses. You've oh, even gone you. as far as created a scent. Yes. For yeah. your open houses. Can you, can you touch on that? Where did that idea come from? Thanks. It's a, it's a eucalyptus jasmine based scent. And it was at, uh, at the mo- montage of the Bruce Carlton has it. So I got a hold of the person that manufactured it. They made a scent for us with Torelli Realty. So we spray the showers and stuff like that, you know, but I got, you remind me, I haven't done that in the last couple, but it's just, yeah, we create a great vibe where people come in and, you know, I'm just happy to see people whether they're buying or not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. I just love having the people come in and see somebody else's home. So I, we, we try to just create a safe environment for them to do that. Um, really hate it when agents are again are in somebody's home and, and they spend, they put the signs out 10 minutes before and they don't haven't seen what else is selling in the neighborhood. So right. it, it's disrespectful. If somebody comes to us, go tell me about the neighborhood and you don't know anything. Well, I always think it's important to at least know one of the other houses for sale in the neighborhood. Ah, so you yeah. can say, Hey, have you seen one, two, three Marigold or whatever? Yeah. Commitment. I'm going to go do an open house. I don't just do an open house. We pass out flyers in the area. We door knock ahead of time. We know what the inventory is. We used to give out mm-hmm. maps of, of the area with all the houses that are for sale in them. Of course, we don't have to do that anymore because with the drop of a button and Zillow right. has it, Redfin has it, you know, all of that. So, um, you know, what's your value proposition? Make a great place for somebody to come. Well, yeah. and you don't, you don't walk down Main Street USA in Disneyland and not smell popcorn and instantly want popcorn, right? Yes. I mean, it's, it, you've created that whole, oh, yes. I must be in a Torelli open house. Yes. There must be 
there. And that's funny you bring Disneyland up. That is one of the things that I look at. I wish that I could have that kind of customer service and those kind of, I mean, they're spot on. My my neighbor is the ex-president of Disneyland. So, I mean, I'm always, I would, tr- I try to talk to him as much as I can about, you know, that level of service and commitment and, and what it was like. Yeah. And we spent a lot of time on the podcast talking about service. I mean, you know, because shitty service is so easy to find oh, and yeah. good service is so hard to find. These yeah. Days. So we want to, um, Val, we can sit here and talk to you all day. Oh. Um, there's, we asked a couple questions that we always ask everybody. Please. What's the last book that you read? Oh, I'm still reading it. It's, it's amazing. It's called, uh, Sapiens. Sapiens. It's Sapiens. It's, uh, about how we, uh, um, became who we are as human beings. It's absolutely fascinating how we're all connected together. Just absolutely incredible. And I'm reading the one, uh, um, born a crime. I read two or three books at a time. Okay. I'm reading it right now. It's born a crime by Trevor. Noah. I think it is his, the uh, comedian. Yep. Daily his, show. He's the daily show. Oh From my South Africa. South Africa. God, his experience with, you gotta see his um his episode with Jerry Seinfeld on comedians and cars getting coffee. That's I I can't good. wait. Yes, I'm reading I'm reading that and one of the the best ones I and I I, I keep I kind of keep going back to it is is anything by um by Malcolm Gladwell. You know the outliers oh, yeah, and those kind of things. I, I I often go to things just go back and kind of reread a, a, a page or two. And one of my favorites right now, still vibing with, is. Um, literally is the art of uh the war of art which by by pressfield he talks about the resistance that we all come across um in in even just getting started but once we're in that zone how good it feels Hmm. so i love that how about something everybody in real estate should read oh fierce conversations and the four agreements four agreements that's it everything it's all right there Awesome. Well, Val, I have a feeling we're going to have you <laughs> back on the podcast uh, in the future, like, if you will. Oh, I sound like I've pontificated um, more than anything else. When we are uh, launching the, the shoe line, uh, soul, soul, soul of Real Estate. Uh, soul soul, soul get, for the we Walkers. We need to Gary Vee and Kay Swiss and do some kind of collab. Um, Gary Vee is Thank you bomb. so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to State of the Grind. Uh, we'll see you next time. See you later. Bye, guys. Yeah, I Thank you for listening. To stay in the grind with us, please subscribe. Keep grinding.